to Gate. This is episode 159. We are talking Stargate Atlantis. We are up to season one, episode four. 38 minutes joining me, the Get In The Gate team. We got Muddy. Hello. We got Brendan. Hello. Over and... in just the old gate room here in Stargate oh, Atlantis. There we go. Yeah. That's Coming to us live from the Pegasus Galaxy. That's why you say Yeah, so God, yeah. <laughs> It's a hot and balmy 27 over here. They don't have great broadband over there. <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> and also, uh, just supplying his laughter from uh, the, I believe that is the diner. Yep, there we go. We've got Lincoln. Welcome back. G'day, g'day. How are Yee-hoo. we, legends? You little beauty. I was going to say cafeteria. That was actually the word I was looking for. And diner was only... Yeah, I was like, yeah, diner. Is that Al- a son of a joke? Yeah. Because yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's an old joke. Like that. I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> yeah, right, It, was, it wasn't be, what I was you know. going for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, for long-term listeners of the show, or anyone who's listened to us before, you will uh, hear that we sound a little bit different uh, because we are also <laughs> in isolation because of uh, the lovely Rona that's um, just yeah. engulfing the world and making us all sit home and do our own thing. And, you know, yeah. hashtag COVID-19, home, uh, pretty sure Rodney McKay would say. You prick, yeah, you big ugly prick, COVID-19. He doesn't want to to pronounce it slightly differently. Does he pronounce the V as V or does he pronounce it as Ved? He he does it correctly as V. Yeah, he would. (laughs) So, look, we're trying to do the right thing. I know here in Australia, we're limited to, like, social gatherings of, like, you know, 10 people. They're also saying, don't leave your house unless you don't have to sort of thing. We're a group of four tonight. We could have easily went to the studio and recorded, but we're trying to do the right thing by ourselves, by our families, by everyone else. As everyone else should be. Another piss of me off right at the moment. Or on social media, people are like, oh my God, I'm in isolation. I'm like, no, you're at the beach. Okay. Mm. So I'm telling me that you're doing the right thing. Cause there's you and eight friends doing yeah, a yoga yeah. class in the park. Okay? They're, they're you're like in legit in a massive group and like, you know, all there with each other and whatnot. And they're like, Oh, hashtag yeah. social distancing. And you're like, Oh, you yeah. Hashtag working from home. And I'm like, no, no, no. You've got a day off work is what you've got. You're not working from home. You're spastic. So we're trying to do the right thing. We encourage everyone else to do the right thing. The sooner everyone does, the sooner this thing slows down and we can all get back to normal. We're trying to keep normal though. That's why we're here to talk about Stargate. Here we are, 38 minutes, episode four. We'll throw it over the old uh, DVD uh, synopsis, see what this episode's about. And then let's just uh, rip on and see what we thought. Fleeing from a surprise encounter from the Wraith, the Atlantis team's puddle jumper speeds back towards the Stargate but becomes trapped when the puddle jumper suffers a mechanical failure. They have only 38 minutes before the Stargate shuts down and with the front half of the ship already dematerialized in the event horizon, the puddle jumper will be cut in half. Written by Brad Wright, directed by Mario. As a party, we weren't invited, but not a bad little team. Uh, Good bloke, good bloke. He directed the pilot. Apparently we weren't invited. He directed the pilot of SG-1. And that was like the last thing he did. He directed the pilot of SG-1? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's, okay, that's going back a while. He hasn't done anything since. I feel like I recognise the name, though. Yeah, he Um, did um, Children of the Gods and then Korai. And that's all the Stargate he's done. Well, he did it right on the first attempt. He should have done that. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm the newbie out of all four of us here. I'm the newbie of Stargate Atlantis. So, you know, you guys teased last week's day 38 minutes. Obviously, in Stargate, you know, mythology, 38 minutes means only one thing. That it was something to do with the gate. And I think... I was thinking back to that one where Teal, what was what was the episode where he was like 
in the 48 computer. Hours. 48 hours. 48 hours, right? So I, I forgot that it was even a time-related title, but um, I was wondering whether it had something to do with that. I wasn't thinking in the sense of... Um, what was the what was the black hole one? I'm forgetting names tonight really, really badly. Um, time. It's one of my favourite episodes. Time. Window of... No, no, Matter of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, yeah, yeah. I was about to say window of opportunity. I was like, no, that's just my <laughs> one of my favourites of Another all time. Another great episode. Another yeah, great, great episode. Great episode. So it was more like that, I guess, in the sense that it was a problem with the gate, but also the fact that we were, you know, the, our, one of our team was at risk. But um, yeah, I actually really love this episode because of, I think, it, is it the only SG anything episode to basically roll out in real time? And I, I'm speaking in behalf of my DVD wall right about here underneath my Stargate stuff is 24. I'm a big fan of 24. I love my real time drama. So for around this one, 38 minutes and basically it all rolled out uh, up until don't vomit there, Maddie. That's fine. Is that um, above or below the sex in the city DVDs? And, as far as I'm concerned, that's not even there. That's my wife's <laughs> and I told her about keeping it near my stuff. Okay. Don't bring this up. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I really like the real time element and also the fact that after what eight and a bit seasons of SG one, we haven't seen this problem before. So that SGA uh, in its only fourth episode, we're covering brand new territory, which I think is really important for the spin-off to establish itself as not just being this carbon copy of a very successful, very beloved original series um, that we get a problem that's very unique to Stargate lore, but also be very new after like what, a hundred and 50-odd episodes mm. of the of the two shows together. I think it's um, really cool, yeah. It does. To, to, to get it done, they do have to, I feel like, change the law a little bit with that whole big thing that Groden says about how the Stargate, you know, transports units discriminately or whatever it is, like, as a whole. Mm. We haven't seen that before. Like, if you think about season two of SG-1, I think it was, with Prisoners, <coughs> where there was the, like, the food slop coming through as one whole, like... If, if it was now, it's like, well, shouldn't all of that food stayed in the wormhole until it was finished and then come out? Mm. Yep. And then yeah. also, was it, I think... Well, maybe that, it did. Maybe it did. Well, that could have. Um, the one that I'm really trying to get... Yeah, the one I'm really trying to get my head around is in 100 days, I think it was. Remember when Tilk shot the harpoon gun with the rope on it through the Stargate? Yeah, yeah. To climb up? That wouldn't have worked in this scenario, I don't think. Yeah, so, I don't think I agree with you because it for me a part of that rope in forty eight hours, it's a continuous thing. So it's like mm. a part of it would it would essentially be the jumper in this scenario, and yeah. then Tilk was able to pull himself up. The rope, the rest of the rope, still back at the SGC when he's back on that planet in in a hundred days. So I just yeah. don't think that would that would work. Having said that, I enjoy this episode so much more than 100 Days. I'm willing to forget 100 Days exists <laughs> and go this as being the canon and go, yes, this is how Stargates work. And I guess the, the great thing about Atlantis is you can also hide behind the fact that it's like, well, this is a different gate system with digital gates instead of analog gates. So maybe they work a little bit differently. And I feel like mm. that also is an in-world way of going, well, that's why it doesn't work exactly the same way it does in the Milky Way galaxy. Another way you could look at it is also that um, the puddle jumper itself is Lantian technology. So they've probably designed it in a way that it is its own capsule. So it doesn't matter what's inside it. If half of it goes in, all of it has to go in. Yeah, I think this episode, obviously, because we get 38 minutes where the problem is 
what can and can't pass through as a whole or whatever to think about it. Whereas like all these other examples we're throwing up, these were bit pieces in each of their episodes where we can think about the science uh, behind the Stargate technology, but only for a second before we have to get back into the real story. This, so I think right at the end, once they got the alien thing off, just to jump really ahead uh, in, uh, in the episode, but once they got the, what, what, what was the insects or the thing called? Uh, the Aratus bug. Right, but once they got that off, and uh, oh, geez, I'm real. I'm learning her name. I'm going to get Taylor. Um, took Shepard, and she sort of was like, "I'm going to sacrifice." Whore. That's her name. <laughs> okay. All right. That'll uh, do. So again, hang on, hang on. Sorry, this, this she will down. kick your. Ass. I want to change. I want to change it. Hork face. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a Will Ferrell skit, guys. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I believe Come I've on. heard it before, but not, not enough to like not think that that was <laughs> yeah. an original to, uh, to a lovely... It's Taylor. when um, Will Ferrell was, introdu- was introduced to James Lipton, played by Will Ferrell, and he's like, yes, he's yes, doing yes. a survey. What is your favourite curse word? And he goes... <laughs> no, wait. Can I change mine? Hork. Hork. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I'll just write that down that's Taylor's new name I'll just write that down right. I'll yeah. go in there with you know general mustache and colonel haircut yeah, yeah. we'll see that. that's very special because oh. you're only gonna get, you only get a nickname on getting a gate if you're like a one and done character mm. the fact that she's like a staple of this spin-off and uh, she gets a nickname like, one of the pinnacles I dare say special. of the team Mm. Yeah, you're right. That's very special. That's my bad, yeah. guys. Probably shouldn't do that. Anyway. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, let's change it. Lieutenant Ford to Hawk then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Lieutenant Who? <laughs> Lieutenant Who. <laughs> so once Taylor um, takes Shepard through to sort of sacrifice herself in case nothing, you know, the, the ship wasn't... It was like, hey, I'm going to go through. I'm essentially dead anyway if the ship doesn't get saved and if it does then at least i'm in there and it's essentially a, a cryo stasis for mm. shepherd which i thought was so cool like just jump in there and because we're not going to rematerialize he's basically frozen so that it'll stop his body from dying like i just thought that was such a cool little well add-on. But, probably a little more like transporter stasis than uh cryostasis if you want to well, sure, some other sure, sure, sure. great science fiction television programs <laughs> that's one as you said as you have a skip there yeah, yeah okay <laughs> i didn't think i'd like this visual thing but i'm actually Hang on, actually I'm really just gonna you. put this in <laughs> <laughs> that's one i found myself thinking like that obviously stated that them jumping through that was going to be a stasis thing. But I thought I found myself as she jumped through, I was wondering, well, is that going to affect that? Like, that's when I started questioning the logic of of the of the science of Stargate that we'd just been learning about for like the last half an hour. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if they thought they were going to be in some kind of stasis, but because they were going through by themselves and not connected to the ship, sort of thing, would they like materialize back and at the at the base and then like five minutes later mckay and the ship come through or something i don't know why i thought that would possibly be possible oh like a delay a de- well delay but because i guess the ship as a whole was coming through but i'm like well why couldn't something that was not part of the ship you know i don't know what, whether they would have to like almost jump off the ground to be separated from the physical matter of the ship to be considered their own physical oh, body in 100 i don't yeah. know I just thought that would be, but 
the way the, the way I think of it is like a fly in the car, or a fly when you're on a motorbike. Mm. For some yeah. reason, it can fly right next to you, but when you take off, it, it's it's left way behind. Yeah. I actually started when you when you say a, a fly in that sort of um, analogy. Like I actually. Did anyone else hear that? It's Lincoln. What are you doing? Is that you, Link? Sorry, I was trying to adjust my volume. No, that's all right. That's right. <laughs> when you actually say um, the the fly, I actually started thinking of the movie The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, so even like, better. Like right, so he's he's what well, that was like a teleportation thing, right? I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but like he's there was a fly just in that room, and because those mm. two were in that tank together, they got merged. Whereas I was thinking, is this going to be? the complete opposite of that where the problem is they're on the ship and the ship gets stuck because it's, it's split between half of it outside of the event horizon, half of it in the wormhole. But because they are going to almost separate themselves from touching the ship or something, was that going to help fix it? I don't know. I just thought this, even I'm still somewhat confused, but a lot of answers that I didn't know that I was ever asking questions about um, were raised and answered in this episode. I just thought, I mean, I guess it's because it's Brad Wright, like a Stargate, like OG brains child sort of thing. Like I just thought this is a really cool way just to play with some old lore that, you know, the science of it that we've probably come to accept and don't even think about anymore, but it's like, no, 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 we can actually dive deeper about this and we don't even need to answer it more questions because it's very advanced tech and we don't understand the ancients. Very, very like advanced. Were, <laughs> very, very advanced. Like Maddie was saying earlier, it's it's ancient technology with the jumper. So does that affect things? And maybe it could and they could actually get away with ex- Brendan. Oh, sorry, it was Brendan. Sorry. I don't know if Brendan's next to me on your screen, but he is on mine. So that's why I'm, I'm Happens doing a, Brad- a lot, I'm mate. Doing a in this podcast, thing. Maddie gets a lot of the credit for the shit I say. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> no, I can't even name an example. But yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, to jump forward, how much of a hard is Shepard to actually say, I've got like a big fucking alien venomous thing attached to my neck and shoot it off? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. literally saying, put a gun to it and shoot the gun off. You just be mm. like, all right, yeah, like, points to you. You are one hard. Yeah. Yeah, because he probably knows deep down that essentially this bug is probably going to clamp down at that point. Yeah. Hopefully he dies soon after that. Yeah, and then Ford has to tell him it's like, no, we already did, like nine mil point blank, and it just healed from that, and you nearly died because it was sapping your energy. Yeah, it was just sweet. It was just using him to heal. Oh man, I had an issue, and I hate to say it, but I had an issue this episode with my beloved Doctor Weir. What? How dare you? What the Uh, fuck are you wearing? Yep. Like oh, I was just thinking that because I've got the episode no. on right now. Okay, like, so, so weird. Hey, I did Jonas make with the weird fucking thing that attaches here and it goes down like with the buttons up here and shit? Yeah. So I've got I've got two theories. One and the zipper at the back. Yeah. So one, where's that? There's a zipper at the back. Do you get a one? Either Jonas like made a secret trip to Atlantis <laughs> and gave her a shirt to wear, or B, she opened up like a ten thousand year old Atlantis woman's wardrobe, found yeah. a shirt, and went, "I'm gonna wear that. That yeah, looks great." I'm watching it now. It's just like weirdest thing. And I'd love to see like the you know, the wardrobe have that check going. Okay, well she's she knew she was going to a uh, an alien universe. She might as well dress like one. It's like what yeah. The- she- a party shop and found an alien outfit. Anything silver and metallic, she just yeah. pulled up and brought with her. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. So I'm glad it stays around for one or two episodes, but I'm glad it does disappear after a while and she goes back to her red, red um, uniform. 
Yeah, they kind of just go, look, she's she's not really going to the office. They're in another galaxy. Mm. So it's just like, maybe just chuck a shirt on. Even at the end of the episode, like when um, Shepard's in the infirmary, like in, in, the, in the bed, and they're all like going to dinner. It looks like they're all kind of dressed up and they're all just like in their civvies. They kind of do away with that really quick in the show as well. You don't really see that very often. People mm. sort of dress up in their civvies like that. Yeah, mm. Shepard really digs his black, all black. Mm. Yeah. I know as the yeah as the uniforms change over the seasons, I think he goes, nah, that's a bit too far-fetched for me. I'm just going to wear like black military, you know, whatever they're called. The yeah. not, fatigues. Not, fatigues or whatever they are, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, my Fatigue's beloved weird. just going to roll my sleeves up. You know, we're in the Pegasus. Who gives a f***? We're a yeah. wristband. Like, really yeah, we're, we're a wristband for, for some reason. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I was quite proud of myself. I included that in the little figure that I made. See, he's even got his little... Oh, oh nice. Like... Details or what? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't actually take notice of the, uh, of the uniform that we was wearing. Um, now, Brennan, the other day on our socials, did... Did make a solid point uh, about the start of the episode where we get introduced to Dr. Zelenka. Um, was it? Boss. That was his name. Yeah, right. Radic, and, yeah. Um, and what I thought was, oh, he's uh, a touch with Brennan. He was actually born in Czech Republic. He actually plays a Czech doctor, I believe. He said he was speaking Czech, Brennan. Is that the case? Um, you know a little yeah. bit of Czech, obviously. Um, I, know so, a I know a tiny bit of Czech. And um, yeah. like, obviously, you spent some time in yeah. Czech. If you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. A bunch. At least two. <laughs> at least two. At least two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you holidayed there at least twice. <laughs> Coll collectively. <laughs> but Zelenka from, because, um, you know, being a Stargate fan, if you want a partner, then they have to like Stargate. Obviously. <laughs> so I yeah. said, Done it down. She watched the Stargate movie, all of SG One, all and all of Atlantis. Didn't put her through Origins for obvious reasons. I mean, so and um, so <laughs> so when she <laughs> likes Zelenka because he's Czech and everything he says yeah. in Czech, he speaks in Czech eventually as well. Is just swear words. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. Isn't Every it time like you, a... you see him frustrated, he's just swearing in Czech. Yeah. Isn't there one That's in season perfect. two where they're like, they're taking apart a wraith dart and it's like, oh, it smells like a whale's vagina or something like that. Like, there's, a, there's a lot. And I said to Badana, what's that? And she's like, it's just swear words. I'm like, come on. Repeat well, give it up. Give it up. Give it up. That's the goal. So every, every um, what, what I promised from now on is that if we hear a bit of Zelenka chat, I'm going to make her translate it for me. Oh, we did like around the world 2.0. I love yes. it. Well, oh, I would love to like know, like <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's. I okay. want to have. I want to have a stab in the dark and have a guess before Badana translates. Like, yeah. Like, I'll just be like, <laughs> these. Are like, let's just see. I want to have a go at it first. Love it. Down. Yeah. So change approved. You say around the world. I was going to bring that up because as part of around the world, we did go to check right because the show uh, yes. aired. In yeah, the Czech we did. Republic. Okay. Yeah. So if this show aired in the Czech Republic, what do they do when they play this episode in the Czech Republic? They're probably yeah, not going to allow M or MA or some shit. That's it. They're <laughs> not going to allow him to swear in their native tongue Ooh. on a air for a whatever their equivalent is of a PG or PG thirteen uh, show. I wonder what they did with that part well, of it. Do they even include that? I know in Gilmore Girls there was a French character. 
Um, and when he, and they actually would have it, they would have it dubbed. They actually had like the whole show was dubbed in whatever language. And when they dubbed it into French, they made the French guy German. So that in France, the one guy that was different was German and not French. Yeah. But in Atlantis, they all wear their flags on their shoulder. So you can't pretend yeah, they're somewhere right. else. So yeah. Well, I, I have the answer. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, in Czech, they've all, they've all got, because Czech is such a unique language in terms of the world, there's probably only one, or, one country that understands it. Slovakia is probably the second. And me, obviously. I speak it fluently. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in Czech, they have famous voiceover actors. So this guy will always be Tom Cruise and this girl will mm. always be yes. Charlotte Johansson. So in the show, they will have a guy speaking Czech. So for every character, it will be a different Czech person speaking. So depending mm. on that, I think they will just change it to frustrating little sounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Because it's not like they necessarily have to say what the guy says in yeah, check like, or yeah. it's, like, not yeah, like, it's not like you'll hear he like turns around and he walks away and yeah, you just see the yeah. back of him while he's just waving and doing that kind of stuff so yeah yeah no, they can't get away with it you're right something yeah, on the so international it's cool. something on the international contingent of uh, atlantis that i had a little bit of an issue with is everyone wears their you know their their country of origin patch on their shoulder the funniest one being weird because she has such a strong Canadian accent, but she's playing an American. But something that the fans noticed is obviously um, Dr. Beckett has um, the Scottish flag on his show. Oh, oh, I love it. Yet you see in this episode, there are people with the Great Britain Union Jack on their shoulder. Now, Great right. Britain includes England, Ireland and Scotland. So. Yeah. If you were English, you would just have the English flag, which is the Red Cross. The same, oh, wow. yeah. So why Saint, would... St. George. Yeah, so why would um, the Scottish doctor have the Scottish flag when someone else would have a Great Britain flag, which includes... Ooh. I have England, the answer Island for that, too. Oh, you do? Oh, excellent. Americans <laughs> I know where this is going already. <laughs> <laughs> they're from Britain, and they have a British accent. Wow. So that means English. I thought you were just going to say Americans are dumb. I thought that was where you were going well, to you go. you said that. For us. I'm, I'm half American. I can, I he's can half that. American, That's so fine. he's allowed to. He's allowed to. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm that far from me and I dropped the N-bomb, yeah. you know? Oh, good. Oh, well. Oh, you know? Yeah. My dad grew up in Chicago, you know? You know? <laughs> so he owns slaves, is that what you're saying? <laughs> 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 For anyone just listening to the podcast and not watching a video, uh, Maddie just nearly spat whatever orange fluid you're drinking. It's um, uh, Cotty's Fruit Cup. Great people for okay. oh, the show. Great they people. definitely, they definitely need to sponsor the show. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not even just favouring the orange flavour. I'm open all flavours. Mm. I'm partial to the red myself at Cotty's. Oh, the kids um, love the green at this household. Yes. Ooh. You know what? I grew up a red fan, and I've actually slowly turning into a bit of a. A green Cotty's fan. I don't know. I never thought I'd do it. Never thought Man, I'd do I it. Love Sarsaparilla all the cordial. Sarsaparilla yeah, cordial. Yeah, go. No, yeah. no, no I was like just talking crazy talk. Red and it. green together, the ultimate Ooh. cordial. Mm, it's pretty good. You do My that. That's, you like, that's like when people say, oh, chuck a whole bag of Maltesers into the box of popcorn and shake it around. It's like, why? No. Oh, I, I would actually never that, do no. that. I've never done it, but I want to try it. 
No, just uh, eat, so eat, like, eat two or three Maltesers, chew them up, and then after that, then have the, the popcorn because yeah. then the salt yeah. will then give you the aftertaste after the yeah. sugar and then you have a drink. Yeah. Or you do one yeah, add it individually. Pop. Yeah, man. We're not yeah. animals. Exactly. Yeah. That's what separates <laughs> us from the monkeys. God uh, damn it. I mean, on the cordial front, like we grab, like, you, know, you love a strong cordial. Come on. Who doesn't love a strong cordial? It's like an illegally strong. strong cordial. And we grew up, and our dad was like a cordial Nazi. Like, you know, he'd get the water and then he just sort of like add the tiniest little droplets of concentrate. More And that'd be enough. Yeah, couldn't do it. One day I saw him. I'd rather water. Like, I would honestly rather water <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Don't give me coloured water when it's <laughs> yeah. going to be tasteless. Just give me clear shit at this stage, mate. You know? And he had a big hard day in the yard and he's not a drinker. So he just come in and he wanted to. He, he doesn't even drink water that much, my old man. At least he didn't when we were growing up. So when he come in looking for like H2O as some kind of like sustenance, you knew he was thirsty. He was so he'd been out there mowing and whippersnippering and doing shit. He comes in sweaty and dirty and he just opens up the fridge like he was going to die in a minute if he didn't get a drink. And he just picks up the green cordial, um, the premix stuff, and just like swallows like half a litre of it in a go and then just spits it all over the kitchen it turned out he, it, it wasn't pre-mix he just drunk the straight concentrate and just like there was just i think he got at least shit. a good gulp he got a good oh, no. gulp it was like once. it was like when you see people like scull a beer on a youtube like viral video like where they just like open up their gullet and just liquid just disappears somehow yeah, it just went like down that the was him he and just was like, and just drank all this cordial there was just green shit all over the walls and Lincoln and I was like, ah, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. He's like, don't laugh at me. That could have killed me. Like, yeah. <laughs> he well, you, can, you can die from diabetes. He drank cordial concentrate, mate. It wasn't cyanide. Like, you're yeah. fine. You're actually okay. Was that mineral turpentine? Was it methylated spirits? You're actually going to be okay. All right? <laughs> You're going to be fine, sweetheart. Well, I found out a weird thing about um, Kool-Aid. You know, Americans and the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Drink it. Drink and it that deep. Comes, oh, in like yeah. a, comes in like a powder. I bought some of that along with my giant tub of red vines that I bought for isolation. And they say for like a little sachet that you put into two litres of water, they also say to put in like a cup of sugar into that as well. Oh. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, I made it up without the sugar and it's fine. Like, it's fine. Yeah. If they want to add a cup yeah, of but sugar I, I, to two litres of water. One of the, I did a shoot over there in the States and um, when they had, uh, they had the, the they called craft services, which is like the catering. And they had all the big spread and it was just tables and tables and tables of food. And, um, and one of the things was, was that one of the tables was all fruit. Like, it was all breakfast stuff in the morning but it was it was like a whole big couple of fruit platters and stuff like that and i grabbed a bunch of strawberries and stuff they'd actually put sugar over all the fruit oh, <laughs> what they put sugar it'd be no i heard you it's just unbelievable <laughs> no i need to say it again they put sugar on the f-ing fruit yeah bro yeah. how do you make fruit taste good <laughs> god damn it's got purple purple's a fruit Na- natural sugars earth can't be trusted with my flavors uh my palate has a different opinion thank you oh uh, shit yeah so i want to i want to go dr zelenka like we got like what a, a 30 good second bloke. like tease of this character and i knew this actor was coming up into is it david nickel is that he put or, yeah how do you i think so yeah yeah right nickel, in, like, nickel, nickel. i don't know no, right. no like back. it's very unhelpful mm. and so I knew he was coming Hang on, up, I'll um... ask <laughs> <laughs> here we go no, you know that um, 
Czech guy in Stargate Atlantis. Zelenka. His name's David Nichol or Nickel. Is that a Czech last name? N-Y-K-L? Could be. This is brilliant. Professional. This is, this is like phone a friend. <laughs> this is better than Google. Like we're actually asking a professional. So this is the first for, for getting to gate. We're going you with Nickel. Nickel? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Again, for anyone who's only listening to this, Brennan had a headset that he just puts on. And goes, we're going with Nickel. Uh, <laughs> I was like going to like the video ready to launch. It's like we've got to, we've got to try. We just don't know. We're going to go to the video rep. All right, the stock market's back oh on, boys. That was brilliant. That was excellent. Uh, okay, so David Nickel, mm. and um, I knew he was coming up, but I've actually, like, Lincoln and I went to a, a con, like, a few years ago, and I met him, got a photo with him. was like, mate, love you in the show. I hadn't seen one minute of, of Stargate Atlantis at that point. It's Feel certainly not his... Certainly not his... It's because he's, like, he's, yeah, he's a bastard. Yeah. Just a fair way to say not, not David but, Nickel, but Mitchell. No, he's Stargate Atlantis. In saying that, I do know him because he would later go on to appear quite regularly in Maddie's favourite show of all time, Arrow, oh, uh, as, a, as, a, as a Russian mobster. Um, and he's really good in that. Like, that's thing. So you, you see, like, <laughs> a lot of people with like, that kind of like, European accent in any sort of American or probably even Australian gear, but any like, English-speaking country, um, they shove in a Russian. It's like, we've, we've got whatever actor and we've like, given him two and a half days of Russian dialect and you just have to talk a bit like this. And you're Russian, sweet. It's like, that's not a Russian accent, whatever. I always wondered with David Nichols, because he sounded really good, but I'm like, is he like, I don't know. And then I would see him in something else and he would be some other kind of European, but he'd have a quite convincing accent. And then when I saw yeah. him in this, if I hadn't have been reading the subtitles where it said speaking in, you know, Czech, uh, and then I went and Googled him and, uh, and he was born in Czech. And I'm like, oh, that's really, he actually is European. He's mm. probably grown up with obviously European parents, regardless of how early he moved to uh, America or Canada or wherever. So um, I like the idea that he's playing, a, uh, playing someone from his home country, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, but that was a conversation Brandon referenced on our socials the other day where we went up to him, was giving him the problem. He's working on the other puddle to sort of, what do a um some like a basically a test run on the other puddle Simula- jumper? Yeah, he's simulating what what Rodney can do in That's a right. less stressful situation. I think. Yeah, and and where's whatever? So is there anything I can do to help? He goes, yes, stop talking, and she just <laughs> had to f off. And Brendan, Brendan, well, I brought that up on our socials and was like, that was your like, okay, we're going to exhibit A against we are this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, for this episode, I actually found that I really. Like Shut her, up. Like no, I did. There Shut were two up. conversations that she had. Yes, let's the, talk about it. The two conversations, okay. right? One for what's the idiot father of the bloke? The, what's Holling? Holling? What? Holling? Yeah. Right? Yeah. See, he's yeah. like, oh god. We, one, one, he comes up and starts talking religion. He's like, you know, we we need to pray, and she's like, yeah, piss off. I'm sorry, I can't have this conversation right Why now. Why not? Because we are wasting time. This is time that Taylor could use to prepare. All right, you perceive death a certain way. I accept that. In fact, I respect that. But we do not prepare for death. We do everything we can to stave it off. That is who we are. I'm not asking you to suspend your efforts. No. You want me to tell everyone on that ship that they should expect to die? I will not send them that message. And if you feel that that violates Taylor's personal rights, I apologize. I truly do. But there's nothing I can do about that right now. I have to go. If you talk to me again and you're wasting my time, this is time we could be saving it. <laughs> and then, yeah, that Kavanaugh scientist comes up and was like, um, oh. what the hell was all that about before? <laughs> and she's like, what's wrong? And he goes, 
she goes, hang on, are you actually just embarrassed about how you looked in front of your team? He goes, oh, 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 embarrassed, uh, at least. Um, you, you made me look like a fool. What the hell was that? Excuse me? I happily left the SGC because I had had it up to here with the military running things, and you just busted me like a private. Don't be so dramatic. Besides, the Air Force doesn't have privates. Neither do I. You just cut them off. Right in front of my research team. That's what this is about? You're embarrassed? Well, humiliated would be a little more accurate. I haven't worked up to humiliation yet. I just assumed that with a civilian in charge of the expedition, there would be a little bit more... A civilian is in charge. And we are cut off from Earth, which makes Atlantis almost like a colony, doesn't it? I suppose. Well, I'm governor of that colony. No, that's all very well and good. Do you have a problem with that? You're missing my point. No, you're missing mine. If you waste one more minute, which could be used to help the people trapped on that ship because of your ego, I promise you I will dial the coordinates of a very lonely planet where you can be as self-important as you want to be. You think I'm kidding? You wouldn't do that. Kavanaugh, get back in there. We'll talk about this later. Never again. Go. Go. The only thing I think it was missing, I don't know whether it was so much about her character, I guess it has to be her character because of the way that she was written and directed, but I, was kind, I kind of feel like it should have been something that was better written and directed rather than being the character itself's fault is that she should have been moving at least by the time with Kavanaugh <coughs> she should have been moving when she's having that conversation because mm. it was more minutes to into the problem and less minutes they had to solve it I'm mm. like if you're yelling at him for wasting your time you spent 90 seconds arguing with him you should be doing that on the fly but I actually thought she's like these are two bullshit conversations she's having to put up with when she's really back. trying to do her best mm. back to back so I'm like I didn't even think about what Brennan brought up on socials the other day until he did that. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. I'd like yeah. that. That's fine. No, look, um, my, my but... favourite parts of those were the, the cutaway moment when he's like, oh, you humiliated me. And she's like, and then you can see like other staff people like turning yeah. to watch the argument. She's like, I haven't worked my way up to humiliation yet. The only part I didn't like is the moment where she's like, oh, Atlantis is like a colony. And I thought she was going to say, and I'm like the queen then. I'm like, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> and even the the governor line was still a little bit like, what? Yeah, was, I, yeah. That was the part I wished like they could have cut out. But the rest of both of those conversations she had, I loved. And the best part about it is they were actually added after the fact. So the episode actually came in short. And this, those scenes were actually filmed like two weeks later. Like Brad Wright oh, wrote right. those. Maybe that's why there wasn't that urgency to have her walking um, yeah, yeah, right. Them, like they'd sort of not that they would forget, but for all intents and purposes, they they forgot. I just think for Kavanaugh, like um, just with that bullshit like haircut that he's got going on, <laughs> immediately <laughs> just slimy, yeah, like, greasy, the ponytail, like, like the greasy, slimy, like pulled back to within an inch of its life, and then the thin glasses going on. He looks like he's a henchman of Pan's Gruber in Die Hard One. Like he should have been like, <laughs> like a kitty fiddler. The he looks third like brother each. of those, you know, the two blonde guys that, you know, one takes yep, revenge yep. for his brother. Like, yeah, the ho, 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 I've got a machine gun. He should be the third brother in mm. that. Like, that's exactly what he looks like. Immediately, I don't, I don't like him or trust him. And he then looks- he comes up going, yeah, you disagreed with me. How dare you? Let's talk about it. It's like, 
Not mm. only are you wasting 90 seconds now, you spent two minutes looking for me. You, that's like, and then two minutes to get it back. This is five, six minutes you could have spent solving the problem. You're going to actually prove yourself to be redundant by the end of this issue. And I don't have a need for you anymore. You can become a bloody janitor in some unopened part of the city from now on, you piece mm. of shit. He looks yeah. like a sex look, offender. Look, like, yeah, the, only yeah. reason he, <laughs> the reason he got the job in Atlantis is because if he tried to move anywhere else, he'd have to go and tell all his neighbours about his history. <laughs> so it was just easier to move to another galaxy. Like, oh, yeah, I like that. Like, he's like, I left the SGC because there was so much bureaucracy there and I'm like yeah yeah okay buddy left yeah. sure yeah. yeah he does have that one let's not mention the court order oh, I love it I love the Jan Brady walk away at the end where he's yeah. flicking his ponytail yeah. where he does the whole <laughs> yes. yeah where he goes the whole watch, we'll talk about this, this later and then she's just like oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Like, we just had back to back conversations with two guys with ponytails and owned them both. Like, that's yeah, and, he's, and, he, and he's apparently in such urgency that then the he's like, Yeah, doing that. We'll talk about that. And she's like, Yeah, looking forward to it. She's like, Go. And he's just sitting there staring her down. Yeah, go. Like, go. Yeah. He just looks yeah. like if he could look any more like a fucking creeper. Oh, they, like, to his credit, as, as, as an actor. He's, he nailed the creepiness. Yeah, because yeah. I, I hate him in everything I see him in. Yeah. Every time I see him, I'm like, that's fucking Kavanaugh. He needs to die. <laughs> yeah. But it's like they do try and bring him back at the end by him being the one to almost save the day at the end by being the first mm. one to come up with the idea to eject like the, the door of the puddle jumper to push mm-hmm. him through the gate. But then the next time you see Kavanaugh, you just hate him even more. So it doesn't yeah, yeah. actually do give you anything to actually want to like him at all he's just pure yeah, see, hatred, i've only finally watched the episode yesterday i forgot that he was the guy that suggested that but i do remember the other bullshit so you're mm. right next time i see him i'm gonna it's hate him by default yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and okay not to not to piss both of you off because that was about weird but like well we my, getting... my my rebuttal to that would be that <laughs> yeah sorry, chosen, sorry. <laughs> you've chosen the two you've chosen the three worst characters of stargate atlantis <laughs> And yeah. butted them up against each other, and she won. Okay, the other two are yeah. worse. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the unfortunate thing for Dr. Weir, aside from her outfit, was also the fact that at the start, and I think this was her being a victim of the writing because she, logically uh, she was kind of the only one that they could give yeah. the line to. You gotta remember, she ran the SGC for well, at least. A couple, Four like days. A, a month. Well, no, remember she was a also whole, in charge. Maybe five days. <laughs> I think it was seven was in, weeks or something. Yeah, she was in charge yeah. while Jack was frozen, remember, between season yeah. seven and eight. So it would have yeah, been like a couple seven of months or, or whatever. I think it was seven or eight weeks, I think. Yeah. Jackson said. And in this episode, she's like, what do you mean Stargates can only be open for 38 minutes? Yeah. Bitch, you uh, ran yeah. the SGC. That's like, like Stargate I- 101. And, you know, I think that, like, that that for me is one of those dumb things where that's purely there for a new audience. Someone yes. who hasn't watched yeah. SG1, but they're going, hey, Atlantis, this is a brand new show. People go, oh, sick. Okay, sweet. I'll watch that. So they're telling a new audience a piece of information. But how do you, like, Brad Wright, as the writer of this episode, how do you give that line to that character? Like, why can't you mm. give it to Holly, whatever, they, give it to any anyone else that we don't like already on give the show? Give it to Shepard. Yeah, he, I guess so. Yeah, you. like, like he might have learned a lot about the gate in the last however many weeks he's been there. But something as simple as the length of which a, a Stargate can remain open, that might have just been like a, it's so obvious they don't even cover it in a way. So you're right; mm. it could have been 
Absolutely. Yeah, it could have been, yeah, it could have been Shepherd or Ford or Taylor. Taylor, why she's looking after him. Like, yeah. you know, we Brilliant. haven't got enough time. Why haven't we got enough time? We've only got this until the thing automatically closes down. Like, mm. she's an alien who lives in a village in the middle of this planet. All of a sudden, she's in space, suspended halfway between, like, this thing mm. that's going to transport her across the gate. Like, all this should be so scary and foreign to her. Just to add that extra time element to the fear and the reality of the situation, you're probably she probably would have been the best one, yeah. But I just, yeah, it's so annoying that we're like for all the steps that okay, she might have been the best of you know the lesser of three evils, as Brennan said. But then you give us some bullshit line like that, it's like oh my god, <laughs> one step forward, four steps back, like come on. The, the thing for me was when they went through the gate, Ford. Ford was actually in the forward section of the ship mm. at the start. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, shit, right. they don't even have Ford in this episode. This is going to be great. <laughs> so then, <laughs> then, and then all of a sudden, like, McKay drags him back. I'm like, what are you doing? Throw his hand <laughs> back in there. Like, what? Mm. Why? That line, I found though, that really interesting, though, that Ford, almost his entire body was already mm. in the event horizon except for his hand, but they were able to pull the, everything back out. So mm, yeah. essentially, the way that we've seen it, especially in the movie, when you look yes. at Daniel Jackson, half his face is in the event horizon, and then he yep. and then he turns into molecules. Yeah, so just imagine only... most of Ford doesn't exist until yep. McKay pulls him back through the event horizon, which I think is fucking cool. Yeah, the closest yeah. the closest we've seen to that was that um, was it Shades of Grey when Jack pretends to go and join the NID. And he busts that off-world um, team, and the Asgard come in to take all their gear. And he's like, mm. oh, "I'll be on the on the other side, holding the door open." And he's like, he's standing in the SGC, yeah. with his arm through the gate to keep it open. Yeah, um, and that's only up to his elbow. Yeah, that's the most we've ever seen. We've never seen Ford is basically the flip side of that. Everything except his, you know, that far from yeah. his arm up is is outside the gate. Saying so, yeah, that's pretty the, cool. the thing about O'Neill, so he. Was he at the exit gate when he stuck his hand back through? Yeah, so he went through the so gate completely. it can completely. happen both ways. Yeah, so like, okay, yeah. at least with the Ford situation, that was an entrance point of the gate. Like, they were dialing out. So it's one thing to say, okay, well, anything can go, th- anything that goes through here is for, like, you know, you're coming back in the exit, you die as soon as you go through the wormhole. You go through the entrance, you dematerialize and you appear on the other side, except in the case of Ford, where if just even the tiniest little bit of you remains undematerialized um then you can be brought back but i was thinking shit what if it worked the opposite on the other side if you're in the exit anything that goes back into an exit gate would just be disintegrated straight away so i'd forgotten about that with o'neill i knew that had happened but i thought he'd done that like (coughs) the entrance so that's that's interesting that it can work both ways that as long as the the entirety of of an object or or a physical being doesn't go through the effect doesn't take place. That's why you that's, never want to mess up your cool. entry orifice and your exit or- orifice. Oh, mate. So, right. that, that, that's a, that's a golden rule, though, I feel like. That's, that's, given. Not, just a, that's not a Stargate <laughs> thing. That's just a, that's a life lesson, guys. And I, and I, feel what I think if you take anything from this podcast, take that with you. Put that on a shirt, you know, um, text it to your friends. Tattoo it on your arm. And like what um, Brendan said miss- before, you know, to do with Lantian technology, if you go half in, you got to go full in. And I agree That's with it. that. Yeah, don't oh, wait. Just the tip. Don't stop no. halfway. you got to go, you got to, you know, you got to get that puddle jumper all the way through. If you know oh, what I mean. you, you 100%. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to punch are we still talking virus. about? Are we still talking about Stargate? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, oh, right. Okay, right. So, <laughs> little, uh, and then shoot okay. off a few drones, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Just retract those, <laughs> retract those pods and fire. <laughs> don't, you, don't you hate it when your pods get stuck in the side of the stargate? Like, oh, oh so, mate, my pod doesn't even touch the sides. You're so <laughs> far in, your pods on each side are just scraping up. People, people think I'm orifice. retracted, mate, but I'm not retracted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm already wow. ready to yeah. go. No, but I actually thought, like, again, the, 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 the slightly lesser of the three, no, really, but like, Ford, while he might not have contributed too much, it was like, well, at least he tried a lot in this episode. Like he was, he tried he was too doing much. Well, yeah, sure, but at least there's he, that line a, where he's an like, emergency situation. Like his superior is like laying there dying, and he is trying everything. He's relaying as much detail as he can back to uh, the doctor. Too much. Trying to. Well, he's having too much drama. <laughs> Ma'am, Puddle Jumper 1 is lodged in the Stargate. I I never hated Weir, but for me, if there are two characters that at least Brendan doesn't like and one that Maddie doesn't like and it's mutual between you two, I'm like, this is redemption round for me for Weir and Ford as a collective. But it might have been because there were three other people that we didn't like even more than them two. Yeah. I don't don't hate Ford. He's just just there. He's there. He's nothing. The writers forget what to do with Ford, so I forget about Ford all the time. Yeah. How about, it's how just about like and Ford like, came along. How about McKay's hunger? And then he, like all he has to do is like thirty-eight <laughs> minutes. And when they're, like they're literally like dabbing things on on the bug and stuff, like yeah. they put things this and that. And he's just like talking about how he's going to have a hypoglycemic reaction if they don't chuck yeah. him a yeah. power bar. Yeah. So my favorite line bar. of his when he goes, uh, "If anyone needs me, I'll be three feet over here." <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good that's one. Perfect, McKay. But what I what I was waiting for because they like emptied their pack like, tell me everything you've got and they're like okay mm. well you know we've got this pack we've got a lighter we've got you know this we've got ammunition we've got a chocolate bar we've got blah 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 so they mentioned chocolate bar which i sort of like for some reason I'm like, why would you mention that but okay they're mentioning everything they've got and then when mckay's is like oh i'm gonna go into some you know i'm gonna have a thing you know give me that chocolate bar Are you serious you're solving a problem yes i'm gonna have this reaction give me the chocolate bar and i'm like there's another two times and then when like nothing's working, the salt isn't working, whatever's not working, all this shit's not working on that bug. And I'm like, here we go. Somehow the chocolate bar's gonna save the day. Like, they're gonna they're gonna they're it's gonna cocoa, they're man. Gonna yeah, yeah, imagine if the bug was allergic to cocoa and McCade them all. I'm like, I'm waiting for this chocolate bar and it went nowhere. And I'm like, so that chocolate bar was literally just there to make McKay look like he, he needs that at any given moment. Like that's his that's mm. his that's his character. Like he's like, Oh, what seriousness? No, no, no. I would love a Mars bug. Give it to me right now. So, I, I was, yeah, they duped me. Brad Wright got me. I was waiting yes. for that, like, chocolate bar to save the and day. They, and they do that a lot with McKay is, you know, because he was such an unlikable character in, in SG-1. And they're still, they're not just, like, writing completely differently. It's like they're still giving him those selfish moments where he's his like, qualities give me the chocolate traits, bar. Yeah. But in this episode, for me, his little quick throwaway redeeming moment is like there was that whole thing with Kavanaugh when he was, you know, blinded like, oh, there's going to be this feedback pulse through the Stargate and it's going to translate through the gate and we're all going to die. As McKay's about to, you know, try his next trick, he's like, oh, Elizabeth, this would create a feedback loop. If I tell you to activate the shield, don't hesitate. And that was his one selfless moment of redemption for me in this episode that it's just that little bit extra to make us... McKay growing us a little bit but mm. it still doesn't seem out of character from the rest of him being very selfish in his classic McKay so they slowly build little bits and pieces like that through the series to make McKay uh, even though he's quite grating still a very likable character and I'd like to with that, that moment yeah when 
whatever information he got, and they're like, he's like, oh, well, that's just taking me from one in a million to one in a thousand. And I think McKay, when we first met him, that would have just been a negative to a negative. But this McKay is like, no, no, you've actually just given me a better chance. It's still like one in a thousand, but it's better than it was. And so that so was you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then at the end where, um, you know, they're looking at, the problem solved. The ship's back, and 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 Shepard's on the men. He's on the bed. I think they're all attending to him. And it was McKay and Weir next to each other. And she just sort of gave him a nudge and said, "Nice work." And he's like, "Thank you." And I'm like, "The last time you guys spoke, you were fighting." And like, credit where credit's due, she thanked him, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I'm not really angry at you, so thank you for recognizing that." So I thought that was like it was two seconds, but I thought that was really nice. Mm. Those two characters to wrap up the tension that they'd had for the rest of the episode. Because yeah. Weir's yeah. so awesome, you know. Simple as that. Bullshit. Absolutely. That's what I was saying last week, and Link wasn't with us then, but I was just saying last week, McKay, they don't change McKay. He doesn't, he's a dickhead in SG1. He's a dickhead in this. He, they, but the best thing is they don't change him, but he grows as a character. Yeah. yeah. And, yes. and to the point for me, where I actually, when I see him in SG1 on a rewatch, I fucking love him. And I just wanted mm. to know, in terms mm. of Lincoln, do you, A, do you like McKay? And B, when you go back to watch SG1, do you like him? I do I do like McKay. And, and I love how he, he's the kind of guy in, in SG1, he's the kind of guy you love to hate, purely because yeah. he owns everything who he is. He doesn't try to, like, he's, he's kind of like the thinking man's Kavanaugh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Kavanaugh with a brain. Yeah. With a brain. Like he's, <laughs> and he's so goal. intelligent. And like in the, in, um, yeah, the, the 48 hours episode where, yeah, where he, you know, he comes in and him and Carter are just like trying to figure out what to do and this and that. And she says something and he's got not only wit, but he's basically on the same intellectual level as she is. She's that little bit smarter, but yeah. like he can match her level and they're still going. And then like, but he knows how to grind her gears purely because he's just, he's, always used to being the smartest guy in the room. So he, he, he can be very like yeah. condescending and show. I've always had a thing like, for dumb blondes. Oh, I was thinking the same lines. She's like, go suck a lemon. And then like, even after she says go suck a lemon, which is the only thing that can kill him. And yeah. then she walks away and he's like, so sexy. So, so sexy. <laughs> and then he just goes back to like eating his food. Like, and, he, and even the way yeah. he eats his food and that is just like, yeah, he's so, so like engorging, just like really getting stuck into it. Yeah, so like I, I do, I do like McKay, and the fact that um, there's these these little yeah these little traits that he carries from day dot all the way up until the very end of Atlantis, like um the way he snaps and loses it, but like they give him a lot. You're absolutely right. They give him a lot of um journeys that helps him grow as a character, and you know, but you never see him sway from who he is. You just see him just evolve as a character, yeah, which is yeah. the perfect journey. And something that I like, and I don't know whether it's a good piece of writing or a bad piece of writing as far as production goes, but like a, a big point in this, in this episode is that the door in between the front half and the back half of the puddle jumper isn't airtight. Like McKay's going on about how it's going to seep out slowly like a, like a screen door in a submarine. Well, by the end of the season, every single one of the puddle jumpers is airtight, like the front half is yeah, airtight right. from the back half. So it's like either the production has forgotten this episode mm. and they've just decided when it's convenient, they're going to be airtight. But in my mind, my internal thing is like, well, after this happened, McKay's now like assigned a team to make every single one of those puddle jumpers airtight. 
so yeah, that this doesn't happen ever again. Yeah, because the like agents wouldn't like, have thought about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, can you go take that ancient technology and improve on it, please? That'd be great. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah. go and get some rubber seals and just whack them around every single door in every one of those puddle jumpers <laughs> we've got. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a local Pegasus Bunnings or something. Like <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something <laughs> they can fix it you with. Know, it's, it's funny. Look, it's like for, for the race that created the Stargates and all this untold technology that we're, you know, like the Asgard, like we've only barely scratched the surface of shit that they could have done. They they have some flaws going on with their tech, mm. let's face it. I think they, they bring them up, um, I mean, next season or season after, and they just talk about how arrogant the ancients were mm. and when they don't think about things that fuck up all the time. So the problem, whether it be like mechanical fault, so it's the ancients or the fact that it hasn't been used in 10,000 years or whatever, or it was um, user fault, but the, you know, the, the, the winglet thing's not retracting. My issue was like, I knew something was going to happen. I didn't know why it was 38 minutes. I didn't know the fact they got stuck, but I was waiting for something to happen because it was so obvious in the pre-credit scene because that ship took so long to get to the gate. Like yeah. only three episodes ago on the same planet, we saw the same puddle jumper going towards the same gate and it was having to avoid ships again. And it got there so quick. Or if it didn't get there quick, you could see why. And it was that far away as little. By the time they actually dialed it, it opened up. They were just like, okay, we're nearly there. Oh, yeah, and all so my, all my pilot like, was like... Ugh. Yeah, yeah it's like he was still in first gear and he's just got his foot on the accelerator and he's just old lady grannying it down the driveway. Yeah. I mean, like, where do you want to... Driving test. Well, that's when that. Whether you want to say they're taking it easy because Shepard's injured, but then again, they're all equipped with inertial dampeners, so it's sweet anyway. Well, but that's what uh, Taylor comes up at the start and goes, "Can this go any faster?" And the guy goes, "We're just trying to get you there in one piece, ma'am." Obviously, that's his first attempt at going through the gate. But in terms of Atlantean technology, as far as we know, especially from the pilot, is that Shepard will just drive up and he just thinks of a turkey sandwich so mm. you, and it'll appear <laughs> yeah so if you well, can and the, there is think, a line i'm going at the start. through the gate then you're going through the gate you don't need to f- slow down and there's a line yeah. at the start where is he, says, is he an airman this guy you know go fast well there's a there's a line <laughs> at the start where, where ford says it's all automatic from here so it's like so why don't you yeah. just put your foot on the gas yeah yeah and Aren't do sure. i mean they do kind of play around with the idea that, oh, one of the reasons might be because the pod, the reason it got wedged is because the, it was damaged from the, from the, the battle with the, with the mm. race, like it was getting fired. So maybe it couldn't go at full speed because it was damaged, but, but that's the responsibility that that of, of the episode didn't for them say to that. say that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the responsibility. It is one of those, another one of those like perfect chaotic things that happens. It's like, in 1969, we just happened to be dialing from one point to another and just happened to have the, the solar flare happen at the exact moment mm. for us to get flicked back to 1969. And it's the same thing with the puddle jumper. It's like, if those pods had retracted um, like an inch less, we, we would have made it through. And if they'd mm. gone an inch wider, we would have just like bumped into the gate and sort of bounced back or whatever. But it mm. just yeah, the gate, that... the gate probably would have spun away into space and yeah, then recovered and the, with the... Yeah, it has its little rocket thing. Yeah, it fixed itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's yeah. like it just happened to be that perfect amount where the pods were out just enough to yeah. just scrape down the sides. I and mean, we all, had that, we all wish had that, we had that little bit of girth to just, just yeah, scrape the sides. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, story of my life. <laughs> right? <laughs> But the thing is, too, that like we have the external shot from space, and then we hear the <laughs> as it's scraping mm. along the gate. I'm like, mm. eh, okay, 
Yeah. I guess we can hear that. <laughs> I mean, I'd, yeah. mine's like a puddle jumper in a, in a super gate. It's never going to scratch the sides. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll just talk about the start and then just to shoot to the, uh, to the end, there was that moment where, you know, shepherds are going, I just want to tell you something. I just want to tell you something. And Weir's like, tell me when you get it, soldier. You're going to be back. Don't talk like that. He's like, no, no, no. It's, it's like super important. And then shit happens and you can't tell her. And then he's on the bed at the end. She comes in and goes, so uh, what were you going to say? And everyone's around. And he says, oh, just to, uh, you know, stay true and look after each other, you know. And then everyone else leaves. And she says, obviously, that wasn't what you were going to say. So what was it? Oh, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. And I'm like, if this is a conversation... I've always Jack- loved United Airlines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me, right? If this is Jack and Sam, I'm like, ah, oh, that's another one of these moments where he's going to say that he loves her and she knows and that's why they're both yeah. safe. And she goes, oh, well, what was it? You can tell me now. And I'm like, no, I can't do that now because I'm not going to die. I'm like, these guys have known each other for about four days um, and they've pretty much yelled at each other every time they've had a chance. He's not yeah. telling her he loves her. So, like, what actually, genuinely, was he going to tell her that was that important in his deathbed? Taking he, away the, the, the possibility and the chance that it was just an induced thing from that insect sucking the life out of his neck, he was legitimately going to tell her something. What was yeah. that going to be? He was going to tell her he wishes he was scraping the side of her Stargate. Probably. <laughs> no. There is this weird thing, though, where they turn Never Shepherd going into... to happen. <laughs> <laughs> they turn Shepard into this man slut because it's like for the whole series, he's like having this weird flirtatious thing with Weir, but he also has this weird flirtatious thing with Taylor. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, pick one, mate. Just pick one. Like, no, mate, he's a player. Yeah, he's exactly right. In another well, galaxy. I, yeah, a he's got birds a, hanging about. And then Is I don't know right? if maybe he's just naturally a flirt. Maybe it was never written that way. It's just Joe Flanagan being a natural flirt. And never, well, obviously, know, look at him. He's a knocking the charm beast. on. Yeah, Jesus. Right. Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's thrown that spear around a few times. We know that. Well, imagine, like, all of a sudden. Shut off the old like staff a- weapon. <laughs> like, like you know imagine he, they get to the, oh, they get to the Pegasus <laughs> and then there's just a massive chlamydia outbreak <laughs> <laughs> and all they just round up everyone from the SGA uh, uh, <laughs> they're just, they're just, everyone's just like swear Taylor did you just bear back someone again for Full medical investigation to try and find out where it came from, where the spread was. I mean, it turns, I mean, out, it turns out the fucking, um, what are those people called? Just Holland or some shit. Just yeah. Being quite ninja. What I was going to say is that the benefit of, I don't know where this came from, but the benefit of SG1 as opposed to Atlantis is that they can just close the iris and it's a manual thing. It's not taking up any power when the iris mm. is closed. But in Atlantis, especially in uh, Rising, part one and two, is that the, they run out of energy so much. And you can just imagine when they put the, the force field up as a, to stop anyone coming through the Stargate, that they have to use so much energy from the Naquadra gen, uh, generators. Mm. Like, do we 
we don't even get any more NACWDA generators. Do they last forever? Like we've never really gone into the science of these <clears throat> NACWDA generators. And... Um, they do later, they get smaller until there's like a Mark II NACWDA generator and a Mark III NACWDA generator and stuff like that, where they increase power consumption and stuff like that. Mm. But, yeah, but it's not like um, very right, offhand Atlantis, Atlantis has a three year supply of power or anything like that. Yeah, no. I think they deliberately do that so not to write themselves into a corner where they can just keep it vague. Um, yeah. Same, yeah. same with the city. Like, you really, aside from the control room, you don't really know where anyone is at any given moment around the city because I think they just want to leave. And there's never really yeah. been any, any sch proper schematics to give you size. Like, there's so many varying. Um, fan theories about the size of Atlantis, like how, what its diameter mm. is and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. because they just yeah. keep everything vague. Like you, you go to Star Trek and they're like, okay, an intrepid class starship is 350 meters. It's 15 decks. It's blah, 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 blah. Stargate never does that. They don't, That's we, don't true. we don't know how big the Prometheus, <laughs> Prometheus is, the Daedalus is, Atlantis is. But I think they, oh yeah, I've heard a lot of fan theories saying that Atlantis is basically the size of Manhattan. Yeah, well, yeah, there I is saw a line. Oh, wow. Was like, was in the first episode. They said but, that? yeah, but yeah, there's a there's a line where I don't want to ruin says, it. Oh, it's it's like it's like having to search every room in Manhattan, but it's nowhere yeah. near as but big it's as not. It's not that big because, and no. I don't want to spoil it for everything, but just think of the finale. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly, totally. and totally. I've I've, I've yeah. looked that up. I reckon if anything, it'd be about the same square meterage as like <laughs> Central Park in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. Like if, if you compare that, like if you, because Manhattan um, Central Park is quite long and skinny, so it's like if you cut it in half and sort of did all that. Big man, that park's huge. Yeah, well, yeah. I reckon that'd be about as big as Atlantis would, would the room that could cover. But obviously, there's a you know, there's a lot of buildings in there as well. So. Well, that's yeah. a bit shit if it's apparently the crown jewel of the civilization that created the fucking Stargate. Yeah, I'm like the middle. And I think, I think the way, you know, I think intentionally, I think throughout the whole series. <laughs> That it was meant to be Manhattan, but I think the finale ruined that. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. Even, oh, okay. yeah, you're on point. Yeah. yeah. Even when you see, oh, no, if I get into the Daedalus and, and that kind of stuff, probably ruin stuff. But um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's gigantic. We'll talk about like, it when it comes up. Compared, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. There's, um, there's speculation. Let's just say that. Speculation. <laughs> I'm willing to speculate. Yeah. <laughs> I love to speculate. Speculate my brain. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, um, it, it was an okay episode. Definitely wasn't up there with my favourites. I think if we were to... This this will be... Just to sort of give it a quick little mm. recap, it would be in my bottom section. Really? Oh, wow. Season, yeah. wow. Wow. I would yeah, say it's, it's me, better than I... last week. Like it was better than yeah. hide and seek. Like, like yeah, the, the previous episode in like in very much in the way that we've talked about in the past, everyone forgets that, that Kowalski episode at the start of, of SG one, everyone always thinks of the opener and, mm. then, and then emancipation. I always think of Atlantis as rising and then 38 sure. minutes i always yeah, I, I get about hide and seek in yeah. the middle i feel like this should have been the first episode after the yeah after well yeah, you guys said that because of the team thing like this felt very much like it was a ragtag group going back to the planet whereas last week it was like this is our team this is sick and you guys were like when did you pick the team between rising and hide and seek this feels really strange Whereas I guess the start of this episode, like that, that would make sense if it was a direct follow-up to Rising, where they've escaped Taylor's planet or whatever, and then this has flashbacks of them going back just to check shit out, and that's probably what you, yeah, would do. Like it would be a direct follow-up, much like 
the enemy within was a direct follow-up yeah. to uh, Children mm. of the Gods. Yeah. I guess the thing we didn't really touch on either was the fact that the Wraith mothership mm. left the planet that they were on in the pilot. Yeah. Mm. So that entire huge crater or the thing they called the mountain was yeah. part of the ship. So all the trees and everything were co- covering the mothership and it's yeah. now since left orbit or left the planet entirely. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Crater. That was kind of like, it was really cool part of the episode and they, it was it was the thing that I liked best about it, that it was kind of a throwaway thing mm-hmm. on, the re- on the recap, which is, it just fills in the universe really nicely and moving forward. Yeah, but in terms cool. of, But in terms of this episode as a whole, I really enjoy it. And I think uh, like Mitch was saying before, the, the fact that, um, that it's this new law in terms of the gate law, it's a really good establishing fact in, th- in terms of it's a spin-off, but it can still give you that, that gate tech, that heavy gate tech that we've never seen before in SG-1 even. Mm, mm, mm. In terms of going through the Stargate, the fact that it's 38 minutes, we already know. But the whole idea of the puddle jumper being able to get through in one kind of single unit whereas yeah. the in- internal parts don't really matter. So I like it for that and I like it for the world building stuff, but I'm I'm kind yeah. of with Link probably top of the bottom in the middle somewhere. I'm yeah. just looking through the season. I think it'll be probably in my middle section. There's There are some stinkers this season. Yeah, it's better than Emancipation. But <laughs> I don't know where I'd kind of compare it to in terms of SG-1, really. Mm, yeah, that's very hard to try and compare mm. it to SG-1. Mm. It's Aside from the animal. obvious, like forty-eight hours kind of thing, it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's Atlantis's forty-eight hours. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. And, it, and in a lot of ways, like you think about, and it, it, actually, it's a, it's Atlantis's bane. Let's not yeah, forget that. Yeah, a little bit of that. And yes, it is very indicative of something that Atlantis does. It's almost like Atlantis is SG one on fast forward. Like if you think about forty-eight hours, wasn't till like what season four, yeah, season five, when, or something mm, like that. Tilk had the. Goaty, was it? I that think, season? Yeah, because he had his big cannon or something as well. Yeah. Yeah. Season four, mm-hmm. yeah. Killed, um, killed um, old mate. And then also Tanner. one yeah. of my favourite episodes mm-hmm. and, and the one episode Mitch hasn't seen, um, the first ones, um, no. that's like that's like <laughs> season four. And it's like, that's season four when we find out, we go to that prehistoric Goa world planet and there's all the symbiotes in the, in the, in the water and stuff. We're finding out like episode three, episode four, depending on what you want to call it, They've already made this connection with the Aratus bug being like an ancestor or primitive primordial version connected to the wraith somehow. Like they're already yeah. making those connections this early. Yeah. See, I think Whereas SG one, we had to wait for like season four for that kind of stuff to happen. So it yeah. is kind of on fast forward a little bit. So, so I think what they've kind of done a good job of is like obviously in the first season of Atlantis, they kind of go, Okay, this is gonna be anyone who's tuned into Stargate SG one is going to tune into this just purely because they love the show. There's going to be some others which go, oh, cool, what's this? I'm going to tune into it. But watching this, you're kind of going to have a very good idea of what the show and what the premise is about. And what they do kind of in future seasons is every now and again, they'll drop a little reference going, oh, I remember reading SG-1 uh, Mm. back on Earth had something to do with this. Uh, Something very similar. And they refer to like that just in case it's a, a newbie watching the show. And they go, oh, yeah, this, this is something very similar. SG-1 experienced something like this. Which makes it even harder when, when we hear about those fans that have only watched Atlantis and have never seen SG One. It's like mm. how the half mm. oh, dude. makes sense. There's a lot. To you. There's a lot. As yeah, well. like even, you are missing even out in on the so fandom. Much. 
Um, I think it's Adam Barnard. He's part of Gateworld. His first introduction to Stargate is actually SGU. Oh, oh wow. Which is, wow. Ama- which is amazing. So wow. good. Yeah. It's amazing that he became a fan of Stargate. It's amazing that, that he is, liked it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was about to say it's all no, but, from there. I mean, but I mean, especially the way with the universe goes in terms of the communication stones and stuff. That's such a strange concept yeah. to someone just new to a franchise. And the, 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 the gate dialing at the start, I won't spoil it for Mitch who hasn't seen universe, but yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. The gate totally. dialing at the start is a big deal. Like that's yeah. something we've waited, you know, 15 years or whatever it was to, to hear about. And yeah. they're doing it straight up in universe. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, there's a lot of fandom of, of Atlantis um that haven't seen sg1 speaking of check this shit out oh, oh yeah a shirt on. oh mate i want to jam my puddle jumper into your gate <laughs> god yeah let's do it, let's it. Fly, i'll fly my oh god yeah he's just choking it he's, he's that guy that gets invited to the threesome that has to sit in the corner and watch just abuse, yeah just sit there and abuse yeah. himself all yeah. i think i got this with like season three dvds i want to say hell yeah i remember yeah. getting the um the mouse pad with the calculator in the top like the atlantis oh yeah yeah i've got an sg one of that That's, yeah and then i also remember getting like the latex roll-up keyboard yeah the usb yeah, that. keyboard that oh yeah up. mitch got that. and the, I remember mitch got i was like was, i didn't get that bitch and the yeah, magnetic pens like, covered for like years <laughs> and then he's like i'm not gonna have this i'm like sick there's a show i've never watched i'll keep that yeah my favorite and i think i've still got it is like lincoln's the, regretting that now look at his face the, he's the, regretting the, a bit of jealousy I'm regretting, the... I'm regretting this for some reason i don't know why i'm doing this but the floating magnetic pen you know how it's like the pen that sits in the little magnetic thing and just kind of yeah yeah, yeah i have one of those as well from atlantis a lot of you I've also got that like um the 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 cup warmer like it's a USB oh, plugged yeah. into your computer and then you have your cup of tea you put it on there and it's yeah a little heat pad so it keeps oh, your tea that's warm. Bullshit. That's cool. Yep. Mm. Yo, yeah, well, I got I've a staff used it a couple weapon, times and I still yeah your staff <laughs> weapon is extremely cool. Yeah, we got one yeah. too. Actually, we're gonna give away once we reach a hundred. I did see that. Getting uh, very close too. Getting super close. Mm. We got uh, 92 at the moment, so only eight to go. So jump on Patreon if you're hey, interested. You got, or don't. We don't really care. I think, I think this is pretty yeah. telling between the difference <laughs> between me and Link. Link's is a staff weapon, mine's only a Zat. You know? I got a Zat. Yeah. It, was a di- it was a dick joke. It was a dick joke. It was, oh. you've got a staff weapon, I've only got a Zat. I get you what you're saying. Yeah. I get that. It took me a while. Damn. I took the scenic route, but I got there again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got some trivia here. Oh, here Ooh, we go. Okay. We're on itch. All right, 30 seconds on the clock. Time starts after this first question. How long can a wormhole be maintained for? <laughs> 38 minutes. Correct. What pain reliever did McKay find in the med kit? Uh, I don't know. What is the name of the actor that plays Lieutenant Ford? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I don't care about the character. I don't care about the actor. <laughs> Joe Flanagan plays which character? John Shepard. Correct. What is the name of the bug on Shepard's neck? Uh, 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 Uranus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, go back to the actor that plays Lieutenant. Too late. 
All right, so we go back oh, to that man. nitty wormhole. Thirty-eight minutes. That was a gimme, yep. really, wasn't it? Yeah, That's the name absolutely. of the episode. Great people. The yeah. pain. The pain relief. <laughs> Great people. The at Thirty-eight minutes. If they want Great to watch the show. <laughs> Great people. The people at Tylenol wouldn't be happy with you, Mitch. Tylenol is a. Um, I think it's Tylenol pain. Yeah, it's uh, ibuprofen. I think. Uh, uh, paracetamol. I think. I don't know. One of them. They call it something Google different it. in the States. They don't call it paracetamol. They wouldn't know what we're talking. It's like acetone polymol or some shit. Yeah, they got no f- idea about that. Yeah. Um, but the thing that annoyed me about that, right? All right. They go, what do we have in the med kit? And then they're like, have a look. And then McKay's like, I don't think Tylenol is going to help. What kind of f-ing med kit, military <laughs> med kit doesn't have morphine? Hundred <laughs> percent. Doesn't morphine f- you up though? Like, oh yeah, yeah. But everyone can feel amazing. Every- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they go, they go green whistle. Is it? What's it called? That the lifesavers have the green whistle. Yeah, yeah. but that's like a, that's an Australian invention. Ah, um, I feel like they should yeah, have but that. That. Like that. That should be standard issue, or at least at least a yeah. morphine pen or something. Because yeah, that's exactly pen. right. No one goes into combat without dude, a morphine pen. They had that in World War Two, nineteen forty-five. They had the pen. Jab some dude in the leg. When his Fucking guts are falling hell. out, let him feel good. Uh, yeah. The name of the actor that played, <laughs> name of the actor that played <laughs> Lieutenant Ford, Rainbow Sun, Sun Franks. Frank. Franks, big time. Just Brother to Cree Frank. Summer. I would have accepted Rainbow. Um, no. <laughs> Joe damn, Flanagan Mitchell. played John Shepard. You got that. What is the name of the uh, the bug? Eratus bug. I'll take Eratus. Uranus bug though. Eratus, Eratus bug, yeah. <laughs> We're looking for Eratus. There's nothing wrong with Uranus, though. <laughs> Thank you. No, there's nothing Thank wrong you. at all. Great Mate, with all the toilet Uranus. paper hoarding I've yeah. been doing. Uh, I'll always take Uranus. I'll always take Uranus. <laughs> oh, dear. I just want to <laughs> ask also, what's with Taylor's hair? It's a wig. It's one of the oh, many I know wigs. That. I know she's a wildling, but for God's sake, get a better wig. <laughs> well, it's because they, they shot them all out of order, remember? All these, like, the first four or five episodes were shot out of order, the same as SG-1. The, what has that got to do with anything? It looks well, because, terrible. Because they, like, used the first wig for, like, the rising and then this one, and then they had a different wig for for last week because that was shot afterwards. And, yeah, she goes through about three or four wigs uh, throughout the Is that the because her hair's really curly? Because I think they did, they've done that in a few series where if a girl has really curly hair, they chuck a wig on her. No, I think it's just she's just got a very light. And by girl, I mean woman. For those, I think it's just a very short. Females out there. She's got very short, and it was very um like cut earthly. She had a very stylish thing, and they're like, "Oh, we need you to look a bit more alieny," so they wanted to give her that kind of red, that reddish. Why don't they just give her weird top? (laughs) (laughs) As a rag, as like a head wrap. (laughs) What's the problem? Put Shepard on. (laughs) Shepard's down. He's got a bug on his leg. Oh, you know, that's a threat. Oh, my God. Worst day ever. I will not not stand for this. Shut (laughs) up. So you didn't get him all right, Mitch, unfortunately? No, no. no, Suck, Mitchell. uh, Suck, Kareem. I'll tell you what, I know, like, you know, Reese and I, mate, I've done this 150 times. I've done this, what, two, three times now. It's stressful, man. I know what you're talking about. Far out. The thing is, you you probably f- haven't realised yet that I'm going to do it to you every week. So, no, but that, I, 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 I,
middle of this episode, I was like, what was that bug called again? Because I referenced the bug and I'm like, it was a, uh, a rain or something like that. And then I didn't even think, oh shit, that's going to come up in the quiz because I didn't even think about the freaking quiz coming up. So no, I'm not used to it. Yeah, I'm, very, I'm just very proud of Brennan for not making, <clears throat> calling it like an eye rapist bug or something like that. Like, I would never do that, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly God. not with his wife and Show some decorum, yeah. for God's sake. I mean, it breaks his neck, so, you know. Yeah, we've all been there. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's episode 159 of Get Into Gate. What are we talking about next week when we go back to Earth, the Milky Way? Uh, we're going Icon. back to uh, Stargate SG-1. What now? Icon. Icon? Icon. Icon. I can't Stop stand it. this episode. That's what. Oh, oh, okay. Stop it. It's a Daniel go. episode. It's a Daniel episode too. The oh, Rand, the Rand Protectorate. Where he gets his leather jacket with the lamb's wool thing around the neck. Mitch. Lamb's wool? Mitch, what, what? what's, Daniel what's Jackson it about? Daniel is declared MIA as he was in the middle of a world war on... Oh, that's right. Tagalus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which the rebels have won. Jackson cannot be yeah. uh, reach home, and the rebels have taken control of the planet Stargate. He yeah. must rely on a small. Yeah, this is like um, Wolverine Origins, and about as entertaining. <laughs> 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 well, I uh, you've made me really want to look forward to that one, so I look forward to that. And uh, look, I dare say, guys, yeah, because we didn't that. get anything like this in season seven. So this is why season eight isn't as fun. Mm. Yeah right. Okay, well, and plus they're throwing me. so much cash; they're just funneling cash into Atlantis. Oh. So yeah, honestly, yeah. they just rather use sets for SG One and like really can really worry about really rely heavily on Michael Shanks's acting. Mm. Yeah right. Not the writing, but just his acting mm. to save everything. <laughs> Even his acting couldn't save Icon. Yeah. <laughs> He's a blank script. Michael, you're good with this, right? You're good with it. You're going to save this? Yeah. You're yeah. make this happen? He'd be that, I don't read script, man. Script, read me. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson likes to improv all the time. Just improv the whole thing, Michael. Come on, show us your job. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll cover that next weekend. And so, look, you know, hey, this, this is our first time doing it uh, remotely from each other. Uh, we're going to be doing this for the foreseeable future. So, yeah. for those long term listeners of the show, uh, the, we're always in the same room. We got really good quality equipment and all that. We're recording in a radio station, so it's uh, it's pretty pristine. It's a bit of a difference, bit of a, a bit of a drop in quality. Not too bad though. This has actually worked out um, pretty well for a first timer. But uh, bear with us. But I dare say um, there's a lot of changes going on around the world. So thanks for uh, sticking with us, uh, even though the podcast is changing slightly. But we didn't want to change as much to not give it to you uh, as we have been once uh, once a week. So uh, we're going to be here um, and, and we're doing it at home. So even if we get the Rona, uh, we're probably still going to be um, yeah. good to uh, jump in front of the mic and talk about Stargate. So uh, we'll be back next week yeah. talking more Stargate SG-1. And like anyone who's, who's listening or watching, you can now brag to all your friends and say you've been in bed with Lincoln Lewis. So, you know. <laughs> 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 anyway, I thought you were gonna say you, they've been in Brendan Gibson's garage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate, let not me many park people can say that. Not many people in that garage. Not many people will escape to tell yeah. people about it. Though. That's the no. problem. So. Hey, get a load of this oil stain. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> they normally get chopped up and put in the deep freeze that's sitting across on the other wall. <laughs> <laughs>
he's he's, uh, he's prepping, mate. Doomsday prepping. Yeah. Um, yeah. With live bodies. Um, Put the lotion okay, in the so, basket. Yeah. <laughs> we, in the meantime, uh, before we next week's episode, you can check out all of our old podcasts on your favourite podcasting outlet. Just search Get It A Gate, a Stargate podcast. Follow us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Some uh, fun stuff while we're having some time away from each other. We're always in contact, but we're not able to see each other every week in the studio. We're, uh, we're having a little bit of fun uh, on the socials and coming up with some fun memes around the Rona, around Stargate. So uh, thanks for everyone getting involved with that. But uh, just follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Or drop us a line for the old uh, hairy mailbag, gate at gmail.com. Oh, get stuck into that. We'll probably try and do a mailbag special coming up some uh, early on in this season. But I think, yeah, I think so. so. Um, like I said before, great people on Patreon. We're up to 92 at the moment. So if we get up to 100, we will be doing video content. So if you want to oh, get yeah. on board during your lockdown, um, jump on, get involved. You'll be able to see our our podcast. Well, our firstly, this test to make sure this works. This will be up on Patreon and also another Gibson Brothers podcast coming soon. And I'll be drawing the winner for um, for the big schematic. I should have had it here with me. The big schematic um, sign, the big blue blueprint thing of the gate. And the yeah. I'm giving that away this week. So uh, we'll draw, that, draw yeah. that at the start of the month. We might even announce it on uh, next week's episode. We might announce Maybe it. Maybe just, just test yourself in case you got coronavirus before you send it. Just in case you're sending it. Just cough into the tube. (laughs) (laughs) Like on The Simpsons. Ship it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, jump on board. Patreon.com forward slash get into gate and uh, join in. Yeah, Yeah. do it before Lincoln does because Lincoln actually really wants the schematics. He wants the bubble jumper and the Stargate that was in the photo with it. And. He's not afraid to say that he'll steal it. So jump no, on board. No, I wanted to steal it. it. I said I'd, I'd, ki- I'd kick people that I wouldn't usually kick and just did just <laughs> no punch up that line. Yeah. Don't, he didn't say that. Normal he people said, you kick. kick. Yeah, yeah. He said, I'll kick an old woman for it. I don't care. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will do things I'll be ashamed of later He's in life. He's willing to a... pay the $4 US for it. <laughs> <laughs> you got one in a hundred chance, less than that. <laughs> Yeah, one in, boy. One in ninety-two chance. <laughs> I'm in. I'm all over that shit. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to. I want to get in on that. Otherwise, grab us individually on the socials. I'm Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Where are you at, Maddie? At High Pitch Maddie. Brendan. And the rest underscore. <laughs> Had to think about it. Had to think about it. <laughs> and uh, oh, I, I, I was so about to say at the you know just like it. <laughs> I was going to go again at link underscore Lewis. <laughs> I was actually going to just do it by mistake, so I had to correct myself. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the, the thing. The thing. The thing. You guys. Yeah. All right. Until next week, get out of the gate. We'll talk to more Stug at SG1. Yeah. Isolation. Oh, yeah. ISO edition. Get into geek.